I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are gonna be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are gonna work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're gonna read one chapter a week and inside our book study Facebook group, you're gonna get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts, you're gonna get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's gonna be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're gonna get a lot out of the group even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode number 61 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey friends, happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Marie. In case you are new here, welcome. Always so excited to start off our week together. And this week's episode is going to kind of be a continuation of something I mentioned last week. So last week in my episode number 59, I answered a question that I get from my listeners all of the time, which is, how do you find time to teach grammar, word work, vocabulary, spelling, reading, writing? That question is top of mind. I think for a lot of teachers, we can constantly feel, you know, stressed and pressured, like we don't have enough time. So anyways, in that episode, I shared four tips on how you can actually effectively teach all of the literacy elements. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you might want to go back and give it a listen. But one of the things that I wanted to sort of dig a little bit deeper is one of the specific routines. One of my tips for making sure that you are maximizing your instructional time is creating what I refer to as a high-impact literacy routine. And these high-impact literacy routines can really be a great way to maximize your instructional time and give your students practice with key literacy skills. And one of the routines that I mentioned in that episode that I did with my students was picture of the day. Picture of the day is a routine that I used with my fourth grade students when I was in the classroom, and it was a favorite of one of my students. And I taught at an international baccalaureate school, and we actually used picture of the day as not necessarily as reading, but it started off as a way to sort of build background knowledge for our thematic unit to help students make connections, to ask some of the key concept questions. And then we started to transition and use picture of the day basically in all subject areas because it was just so much fun and also like super effective. So My students loved it. We used it a lot for reading and writing. 
It is also one of these routines that we have introduced to the teachers inside the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership and provide resources for them to use picture of the day with a reading focus. And we consistently hear from teachers inside the membership how much their students love using picture of the day. It's a really fun routine for both teachers and students, but I think more than it being fun, it is also really highly effective. There is a way that you can use pictures in your literacy block to help your students become stronger readers and writers. And maybe you're thinking, how can a picture actually help improve reading? I'm going to explain sort of the details of that in a little bit. But the big reason why or the big sort of focus is that picture of the day, taking a picture and discussing it and talking about it is going to ultimately help your students improve and increase and, you know, boost their inferential thinking. And if they have strong inferential thinking skills, that is ultimately going to lead to overall improvement with reading comprehension. So anyways, if you have never heard of picture of the day, or if you have heard of it, but you haven't started using it yet, or if maybe you have started using some pictures of the day, but you want to know how you can be more effective with it, we are going to break down basically everything involved with picture of the day and talk about how you can get started with using this high impact routine during your reading block specifically. So if you are listening to this episode on your way to work on a Monday morning, this is my promise to you. By the time you get to work, you will know exactly how you can implement picture of the day today with your students. All you're gonna have to do is find a picture. And thanks to the internet, that takes absolutely no time at all. So really picture of the day is so simple. So let's go ahead and dig into this high impact routine. Picture of the day is really as simple as the name sounds. You show your students a picture each day and you discuss it, you analyze it, you look for details, you ask questions about it. Basically, you apply the lens of your reading comprehension skills. So think about whatever reading skill you are teaching, whatever comprehension questions you're asking your students to apply to a text that they have read, You are going to ask those same questions, but rather than using the text to find their evidence, they're going to be using a picture, an image to find their evidence. And this routine from beginning to end can take three to five minutes. It is seriously that quick and short. You can do it whole group. You can have your students do it as partners. You can even have them do it individually. So That is really sort of like picture of the day in a nutshell, the very most condensed version. So three to five minute routine, show your students a picture, ask them reading comprehension questions, but they're looking at the image to find their evidence. So maybe you're thinking, okay, that routine sounds simple enough, but how is this picture of the day going to help my students be stronger readers? And ultimately picture of the day is one of my favorite ways to help students improve their inferential thinking. Inferential thinking is such an important part of reading comprehension. You know, when students are making inferences while they read, ultimately what they have to do is they have to try to figure out what the author is trying to tell them without directly stating it. Basically, we're asking them to fill in the gaps. You know, they have to use their background knowledge. They have to use text clues and they have to sort of combine some things. They have to think critically about the text to figure out Again, what is it the author wants me to know but isn't directly telling me? And that same process that we want them to apply to their independent reading text is the exact same thinking process that happens when they look at and study a picture. You know, when students look at a picture, 
They are just seeing the moment in time that was captured in the photograph. But if you ask them questions about what is happening in the photo and why it is happening, students are going to have to use inferential thinking to answer those questions. You know, so if you ask them a question like, what is the person thinking? They don't have specific evidence to tell you that. They're going to have to analyze the photo and look for clues and use their background knowledge based off of, you know, what is the person doing? What do I see from their facial expressions? What do I know about, you know, what thoughts might be running through someone's head, you know, based off of what they're doing? You know, if you ask them questions about what is the person feeling, you know, what type of person do you think is shown in the photograph? What type of traits do you think they have? Why do you think the photographer took the photo? You know, what do you think happened right before the photo was taken? What about right after the photo was taken? Where do you think the people in the photograph are going? What time of year do you think the photograph was taken? All of those questions, if you ask your students to answer those questions based off of a single photograph and then ask them the follow-up questions of why or what makes you say that, they are going to have to apply some sort of inferential thinking. They are going to have to use their background knowledge based off of the clues that they see in the text to answer those questions. And again, it's a really simple way for students to build their inferential thinking. And I think teaching inferences, I don't think, for me, it was one of the more complex skills to teach. And I talked about this in a past podcast episode, but teaching students to make inferences is one of the most complicated or complex reading skills for a couple of reasons. Oftentimes, teachers use the formula text clues plus background knowledge equals my inference. And I love giving students a process or a formula to help take something that's complicated and make it more simple. But, and I've talked about this before, there are so many things that require students to make an inference that are really out of our control. You know, in order for students to make an inference while reading, they have to have substantial background knowledge about the topic of the text. And we usually have no idea how much background knowledge they do or don't have. That is really out of our control. Asking students to make inferences also requires them to be able to really determine importance and figure out what text clues are really most relevant to the author's purpose, to the storyline, to identifying the theme. And sometimes that can be really difficult because there are so many other comprehension skills that are connected to it. And so teaching students to make inferences really is kind of a complex process. It has some elements that we can't always control as teachers. And then, of course, there's the whole side of things that we need to make sure that in order for our students to be able to make inferences, they have to be able to actually read and decode the text that they are reading. And so there's a lot that goes into it. But I think when we can help students fully understand the process that goes into making inferences and we can help them feel more confident in their ability to do so, even if we can't fully control things like their background knowledge or, you know, how successful they are with other reading skills or even, you know, how they can decode the text, we can give them, I think, just confidence knowing that, yes, I understand how to make an inference. I understand that process and I'm really good at it because I get practice every single day building my inferential thinking through picture of the day. So picture of the day is, I think, a really fun way to help students practice the same sort of thinking that we want them to apply to independent reading texts, but ultimately we are removing some of the barriers that might come up with the actual reading. Like I said, you know, sometimes students struggle with decoding or sometimes they struggle with background knowledge, you know, things like that. But when it's a picture, it's a little bit easier to apply some of those comprehension skills. And so really picture of the day, I think helps students with their comprehension because it acts as a bridge. And yes, obviously we want students to be successful making inferences with their reading. But sometimes students need 
that sort of scaffolded support. They need a bridge. They need to practice making inferences with a picture before they're going to be confident and comfortable making inferences with the text that they are reading. And picture of the day is a super quick and easy way to do that. So like I said, the whole process of picture of the day is a really easy way to help students become confident in that formula, text clues plus background knowledge equals my inference. And it really helps them hone in on this idea of, okay, I ask a question and I look for clues in the text, in the picture that will help explain my thinking for that answer. Hey teachers, I'm interrupting this episode with some exciting news. Guess what? I've opened the doors for the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership for all of January, 2022. The Stellar Teacher Reading Membership is a growing resource library that will give you the no prep lessons, tools, and support you need so that you can get back to putting your energy into what you're actually meant to do, teaching. It is literally a one-stop shop created for reading teachers just like you. And you want to know the best part? We are adding new resources every single month. So if you want to start the new year off with less planning, less prepping, and more support, head to StellarTeacher.com slash membership to learn more. I can't wait for you to join us. And until then, have a stellar January. Now, maybe you're thinking, okay, I kind of like this idea of practicing reading skills through a picture. How can I get started with picture of the day? And honestly, it's so simple. I think sometimes we make things more complicated than they actually are. If you want to get started with picture of the day today, you could or tomorrow. Really, all it requires you to do is to find a picture. And I've got some couple ideas on where you can find pictures. We have a picture of the day resource inside the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership for pretty much every reading skill. And we also have a fiction bundle on TPT that we will link to. So if you're like, I don't even want to search for (laughs) the picture, I want it all done for me, we will link to those. But if you want to put in the work, you can create your own picture of the day resource for your students. So not only will picture of the day help your students make inferences, but it really helps them with so many other reading comprehension skills. So the first thing that I typically do is I start with finding the picture. And when you're looking for pictures, You want to really think about, you know, what reading skill are you about to be focusing on? And while picture of the day is going to naturally support and encourage inferential thinking, you can also use it to help teach other reading skills. You know, so if you're focusing on analyzing and describing characters, then obviously you want to look for pictures that have people in it. So students can think about the character's feelings, the character's traits, their motivations. You know, if you're focusing on describing the setting of a story, Then look for a picture that is going to show a building or some outside space or a landscape or has, you know, a different season happening. If you're focusing on like a cause and effect relationship in text structure, then maybe you want to look for a picture that has an easily identifiable cause and effect relationship. You know, maybe an image that shows like damage that has been done by a storm, maybe somebody who is wearing a raincoat walking through the rain. Or maybe an image that has like a plant that has died in it because it was underwater. Something that obviously shows a cause and effect relationship. And so find your picture, but you kind of want to be thinking about what skill, what is the goal? Like, what do I want to discuss with the specific picture? So thinking about your specific reading comprehension skill that you're trying to focus on is going to help you when you are searching for the picture. And the reality of it is, is most pictures can be used to focus on multiple reading skills. So don't stress too much about finding the perfect picture and also Don't spend a ton of time doing an internet search, like searching for pictures. This can end up being a huge like time suck if you let it. So just, you know, decide on the skill you're trying to focus on, find your picture and go with it. Now, 
once you have your picture, you are going to show the picture to your class. And you kind of want to think about like, how how do you want to set up this routine? If this is going to be a whole group routine with your students, then you probably want to embed your picture into like a PowerPoint presentation or figure out some way that you can display it for the entire class. If you're going to have this picture of the day be part of like your morning routine and students are going to be doing it independently, then you might need to print off like a picture with a response questions for students to respond to, you know, on a half sheet of paper. So that way everybody can write it down. So think about how are you going to show the picture and display the picture to your class. And ultimately, you know, because we want our students to be able to pay attention and really study the picture and look for details, you want to make sure that the picture is large enough and clear enough. So that way the details can be seen by all students. And then really the final step to getting started with picture of the day is you show your students the picture and then you discuss the picture. And like I said, you kind of want to use the same questions. You can use those questions that I mentioned above, you know, or come up with your own. One of the things that I like doing is using the exact same question or thinking stems that I would use for a read aloud text for the specific picture. And have your students realize that it's like, okay, these same questions that we're asking about a book, we are asking those same questions about the picture. And I think that can make those questions then seem less intimidating or fearful when they're asked about a text because students have successfully answered them about a picture. And again, it's all about building students' confidence. So discuss the picture. And if you do picture of the day, you could do, you know, like the same picture for a week and ask a different question about it every single day, or you could do a different picture of the day and every day ask a different question. It kind of depends and varies on what you want, but you don't have to ask or discuss a ton of questions, you know, two or three questions about the picture. Like I said, it usually takes like three to five minutes. I typically like to let students either formulate their, so if I'm going to ask a question, you know, let's say you're doing something like understanding characters and, you know, maybe you ask, how do you think the, the people in the picture are feeling? I would let students either turn and talk with a partner for like 30 seconds to formulate their thoughts or jot down their thoughts on a post-it note or on the response sheet before we discuss it as a class. I always like to give students their own thinking time before we jump into the whole group discussion. So as you can see, super simple. Like I said, this is something that you could get started with doing today if you wanted to. So that is basically how you get started with picture of the day in the classroom And maybe you're thinking, okay, again, I love this idea of picture of the day, but my reading block is literally already like jam-packed. How can I squeeze this into my instruction? It takes three to five minutes. So it's super quick. Now, I like to use picture of the day a lot of times as a warm-up to our reading block. You know, it would be a, especially if you are self-contained and you are transitioning from, let's say, math to reading or you're coming back from recess and jumping into reading, starting with picture of the day can be a really just like nice and easy transition to start your reading block. You could get started with picture of the day as your students are, you know, getting out their book bins or their journals or whatever it is. So it can be really helpful as a warm up to the reading block. Like I said, we would typically do like the first three to five minutes of our reading lesson with a picture of the day, but really it can be squeezed into your instructional day wherever you have time. So if you feel like you are already crunched for time, See if you can squeeze it into like part of your morning meeting routine. So, you know, put the picture of the day up as part of like your discussion slides. You could also do it as part of like your transition. You know, when you're coming back from like lunch or recess or specials, have the picture of the day like ready to go. So as soon as students come in, they either like respond independently or you discuss it as a class. If you are like, I'm, I don't have time during my whole group day, it just isn't possible. 
You could make picture of the day as part of like your literacy center. You could have an entire center that is all about picture of the day and using pictures to like to build their comprehension skills, but they could also respond in writing. There's all sorts of things you could do with that. You could even use picture of the day as part of your homework. You could send home a picture and have students like answer the questions using a picture as part of your homework routine. You could even do it during dismissal. I don't know how your school does dismissal. I know in the last school I taught at, I oftentimes would have the car riders And so I would be sitting for like 20 minutes with car riders in my classroom and we're listening for names to be called, but I have to entertain kids during that time. And so you could easily, you know, and even if your whole class isn't a part of this, it's just, it's a great activity for students to participate in, even if it's not something that the whole class can benefit from during instruction. But if it's like during dismissal, you could go through picture of the day and discuss those questions with your kids, like as you're waiting for dismissal. So you kind of get two benefits here. One, you have a quiet class and they're engaged. And two, you're helping them build their inferential thinking skills. So since it is really such a quick and easy routine, you know, you can also save it for when you have that awkward few minutes and you need a filler. Like if you're waiting for an assembly to start and you're waiting to be called down to like your multi-purpose room, put a picture of the day up on the PowerPoint slide and talk about it with your kids you know, until you're called down. You could take it with you. And when you're doing, if you have to do like whole group bathroom breaks, like take the picture of the day with you. And in the hallway, you can be talking about the picture of the day with your students as they're going in and out of the restroom. So there's so many different creative ways that you can incorporate this routine into your classroom. Literally, all you need are a few extra minutes. So one of the things as I'm sort of like wrapping up my thoughts and ideas about this, one of the things that I want to remind you of is just this idea of how simple it is to find the picture. So when you are looking for pictures, there's a couple different ways that you can like find the actual picture to show students. Now, one, like I said, you could buy a resource that already has the pictures and the questions planned out for you. We have one that we'll link to in the show notes, but you could also just do a Google search for pictures and find any image that pops up on Google since you're not selling them. And so you can use any image that you want within your classroom, like as a classroom license, you would be fine with that. But another thing that I love doing with picture of the day is you could ask your students to bring in a picture from home and have every class bring in an interesting photo, whether it's a photo of them on a family vacation, celebrating a holiday, you know, a picture of their family, a picture of their pet, just, you know, an interesting photo and then use those photos for your picture of the day routine. That is always such a fun way to engage students. But then also... Think about the other subject areas that you're teaching. You can easily use images from your science text, from your social studies text, or you can find images that connect to, you know, those subjects and use those as the picture of the day for reading. You know, this picture of the day routine can easily be a sort of like a bridge that connects and helps you do cross-curricular instruction or thematic planning. So sort of think about like, what are concepts or content that I'm trying to like teach my students? And can I find images of that? So then not only are we using the picture to build our inferential thinking skills, but we also might be using it to, you know, build some background knowledge about a specific topic or content. So there you have it, picture of the day. I told you it was super simple and that you would be able to get started with it today. So when you get to school today, if you were listening to this on your way to work, do a quick Google search or even like look in your phone and see if you have a photo of your pet or something that you could show your students and then display it to them, ask the questions. And I think like one of the benefits and the beauty of this is the routine when you do it over and over and over again, you'll start to notice the types of questions your students ask, the details they start to notice. They become so much more like detail oriented 
when this is something that they do day after day after day. And their questions are going to become so much more like in-depth and creative. So I would challenge you and encourage you, start picture of the day today and try it for like two weeks, three weeks. I mean, I hope you do it for the rest of the year. But if you're not convinced yet that this is going to help your students, give it at least two weeks with your class. And I guarantee that you will see an increase in your students reading comprehension as well as a result of using picture of the day. So I hope you're excited to start using picture of the day with your students. I mean, if you can't tell just from like the enthusiasm in my voice, it really is such a fun routine. You're going to have fun with it and your students are going to have fun with it. And I think that like this is also a really helpful routine to introduce and get started with now at the start of January because, you know, this I think is probably your second week back with students. And I know sometimes when we return from winter break, we can maybe, you know, and when I say we, like we're really our students, but sometimes teachers too, we can maybe be like a little apathetic towards reading and maybe just not as like excited as we were in the fall. So if you feel like your reading instruction or your reading block is in a little bit of a rut since coming back from winter break, this incorporating picture of the day could be just a fun new routine that would sort of get your students re-engaged and re-energized about reading and about your literacy block. So hopefully you get started with it. Hopefully you have tons of fun with it. And of course, like I said, If you want all of the planning and prep work done for you, we do have picture of the day resources in the membership, which is open for enrollment during the entire month of January. And we also have a picture of the day resource, like a fiction bundle on Teachers Pay Teachers that we will link to both in the show notes. And finally, be sure to tune in this Thursday, January 13th for our second bonus episode of the month. I've mentioned this before, if you've been listening for a while, during the month of January, I am doing what I'm calling our best year ever series. And these are bonus episodes, which are airing every Thursday during the month of January. And this week, I am so excited. I got to interview Jeremy Schneider from Personal Finance Club, and he is just a lot of fun, first of all. But then he is an expert in building wealth and saving for retirement, which I am assuming is something that you are probably interested in, probably spend time thinking about. And so if you want to get some good money-saving tips and investing tips to start the new year, be sure to tune in that episode. And until then, my friends, I hope you have a stellar week and I hope you have so much fun with your students getting started with picture of the day in your classroom. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.